It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Happy Friday morning to you, September, September 1st, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. Doesn't that song just make you want to get up and dance? Oh, I was dancing. What yeah, do you, you mean? Are, I make know. me want to dance. <laughs> I was dancing. So, David, yes. at midnight last night, did you have just a little stirring and awakening as just an unusual breeze <laughs> kind of swirled around your ah, uh, bedroom? Because that's right. September the, blew in. The September breeze blew in. Well, I'm going to tell you, I've said this before, maybe my favorite month of the year. Maybe, I I shouldn't even say maybe, I think it is. Is it? Yeah, lots going on this month. A lot of birthdays, anniversaries, college football. What more could you ask for? The U.S. Open. The U.S. Open Tennis Championships. (laughs) It's all there for you in September. Oh, David, I could see why this is a top month. I think probably two uh, pumpkin spice lattes are back on the menu at many a coffee shop. They are. Uh, I might pick one up on my way home today. So, yeah, there's a lot to love about September. I may just have to go home and light my pumpkin chai candle. I have oh, a pumpkin chai candle sitting okay. there. Yeah. Maybe too early yet. I, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to put out like the pumpkins yet. No. Although it's funny because I on my social media feed I like I watch lots of home decorating right. reels. And so it knows that, so it starts sending me things, rearrange furniture, things like that. Now I'm I'm getting Halloween decorations or fall <laughs> decorations. Fall decorations. Pumpkins, yeah. leaves. All kinds of things like that. Lots of orange and yeah. red colors. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do that yet. I'm not going to jump too far ahead because we're still have another basically what three four weeks of summer. At least three weeks of summer left. So you know, I want to enjoy that. Although they always say after Labor Day, mm-hmm. that's the unofficial end of summer. I already yeah. put all of my white clothes away, David. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. No more. Can't wear white after Labor Day. Isn't that the uh, old adage? That's the adage. Yeah. Well, I suppose if Memorial Day can be the unofficial start of summer, yeah, and that's about three weeks before the actual day, then Labor Day can be the unofficial start of fall because it's about three weeks before the the, uh, change of season. I guess so. You know, it's the marketers, though, that always try to push us forward, you know. I guess I am the most happiest for, though, is the fact that there is Halloween candy already in the stores (laughs) and I've purchased a bag. You know, that's a great point. I haven't thought about that. I always have to get my little uh, bag of uh, the the little bite-size Snickers. That's my favorite. Is that your favorite? That's one. my favorite. So I, uh, I love myself a good yeah. Snickers. That's that's not too bad. <laughs> I get those little ones because then I think when I'm eating them, it's not. Nah, it's just a little one. You know what you love about candy bars like that? You, you are never let down. Meaning, like, there's never a bad day at Hershey Kitchen where <laughs> right. you get a batch and you open up a Snickers bar and you go, 
oh, that one wasn't very good. Yeah, no. But it's, no, it is consistent. They're all good. They're right. all good. They have perfected that candy bar. That's yeah, all good. So first day of September. Thank you so much for joining us. We do appreciate it. What rain we got yesterday, too. I mean, I I never saw the official totals, but I think Portland was pushing maybe a half inch of rain. It's funny because you walk outside and it never felt like it was raining hard, yeah. but we had these showers that just, they just for kept hours yeah. and hours and hours, just kind of a a light shower throughout the day. So uh, I think all of the plants are dancing in two in yeah. the morning blend with their song. They're like, woohoo, bring on the rain. It's amazing, too, how quickly your yard will green up. Yeah, Because it can be, mine at least, can be bone dry. I don't water it a lot during the summer. But man, it just takes a couple of cooler, wetter days and it Boom, it comes right back. It uh, gets green again. That's a lot to have. The moss has a lot to do with that. I might have. <laughs> yeah, and the clover. It does. And the clover. And the That's clover. it in our backyard, the, the clover, clover for sure. So anyway, but anyway, glad you're joining us. We got a great show ahead, some great interviews. Give you an update too on St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Salem. Of course, sadly, the big fire there yesterday. They have started a fire relief fund. So That's right. Yeah, we'll tell you about that. And there's some wonderful pictures, and I'll share more throughout the show Archbishop Sample, the leader that he is, was immediately down in the Salem yeah. area, had mass in a rain-soaked parking lot That's yesterday right. afternoon. So, great turnout for that, too. So anyway, stay with us. Great show ahead. Here is the Vigil Project to start us off, and Hosanna. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Shit, and we doubt, but the rocks are. 
is the Vigil Project and Hosanna. It is 7-Eleven at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this very first day of September. Sorry about that. I almost lost track because I was checking my U.S. Open scores from oh, last night. So, okay. Yeah, so anyway, had to, when, my, had to give myself an update on that. Did so. it go a little late in the night? Uh, it did, but some good matches today. Okay. So looking forward to that. So this is a great area to hike. I mean, there are mm-hmm. so many wonderful hiking trails in our area, but maybe you have a hiking injury. How about that? We're going to talk about hiking injuries when we come back after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaturDayRadio.com. Mater Day Radio's Leadership Circle connects through all source communications. 
Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? All Source Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com or call 503-967-4887 for All Source Communications, connecting Monterey Radio's leadership circle. Mater Dei Radio has broadcast the consecration of the Blessed Sacrament every day for more than 33 years. Your generosity has made this remarkable legacy of faith possible. Together, we can help even more souls find healing and renewal through Christ's precious gift of the Holy Eucharist. Join this vital mission and be changed as we celebrate the transformational power of the Eucharist during Mater Dei Radio's 2023 Fall share October 9th through 13th. Become a major part of this weekend of transformation by helping us build a robust matching fund. Your support now will have a deep impact on Monterey Radio's success in October by providing strong encouragement for our share listeners to match your giving. Learn more and make your matching gift now at MonterdayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And be changed during our 2023 Fall share at Monterey Radio, leading souls to Jesus and the Holy Eucharist through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 714 at Mater Day Radio. There is an air quality alert in effect until noon today in Clark and Multnomah counties. Coming from that smoke near the Bull Run Reservoir, we've talked about that fire up there. All the rain created a little more smoke yesterday. Hopefully, oh, so it. Yeah. Hopefully, they got a good uh, yeah, jump on getting it, it under control. But it did, did add a little smoke into the air. But that'll expire at noon today. Should see a little sunshine, partly sunny skies today, high of 81 degrees, partly cloudy tonight, low of 61. And then for Saturday, slight chance of a shower, high of 82. Sunday, though, 50% chance of rain back down to 72. So Saturday, tomorrow kind of looks like the nice day of the weekend. Okay, maybe shift a holiday celebration to Saturday. Could be. All right. Currently, it is 61 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 62 degrees at St. Andre Bissett Church in Portland. Here in the Pacific Northwest, we are surrounded by the beauty of God's creation. And for those who like to get outside and enjoy this wonderful late summer weather, well, there's many places we can do that. Get on your hiking shoes and head out not far from Portland, and you've got great places to hike. But there are some things to remember, especially as we get late into the season, to remember that what we always need to do is come home safely. Well, joining me this morning is Dr. Mark Mayotte. He's an internist at Holy Family Catholic Clinic. Joining us today to talk a little bit about what we need to do to make sure we are safe and healthy after a long day of hiking. Good morning, Dr. Mayotte. Thanks so much for joining the morning show. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. As I said in the open, we are surrounded by areas to hike, both for beginners and for the really experienced climber. You can go from just a nice level hike all the way to the peaks of the mountains around here. So if you were heading out to take on one of these hikes, what are some things that you need to remember before you start the hike to ensure, well, that you have a safe return? Well, um, I think the first is uh, planning. So, you know, know your route, um, uh, know your limitations. Um, that's hard for some of us. I, I know that I t- sometimes get ahead of myself, but, um, you know, make sure that you're warmed up. Um, 
uh, make sure that someone else knows your plans. So, um, you know, ideally you go with a partner. So you go with someone who's hiking with you and that, that people back home know where you're going. Um, there's some wonderful places. Um, it's, it's, you know, a wonderful thing to do. Is um, is the equipment something important to remember, too? I think many people, I mean, just a pair of tennis shoes and out they go. But can injuries be reduced if you are wearing the right equipment, the right shoes and walking steps compared to the type of hike you're going to embark on? Yeah, I mean, definitely um, shoes are very important. You know, good shoes, good um, footwear, um, paying very good attention to um you know, if you're having problems with your feet um, when you're hiking, if you start to have <clears throat> sore feelings, you know, stop right away and, and, you know, take off the shoes. And if you need to put on some moleskin or some um, medical tape in the area that's sore so you don't develop a blister, um, you know, blisters are very common. They can happen to a lot of us. What else? I think um, carrying a first aid kit is important. Um, it's There's a list of what they call the 10 essentials um, that every hiker should be carrying. And one of them is a first aid kit. So, you know, having things like um, anti-inflammatory, like um, aspirin or ibuprofen, you know, anti-diarrheal if you're out for, um, you know, a long period of time, antihistamine, things like that, in addition to Band-Aids and antibiotic ointment. I mean, all of these things are important. Dr. Mark Mayotte is joining us today. He's an internist with Holy Family Catholic Clinic. And if you are heading out this weekend to enjoy some of these beautiful summer days, he has some special tips for you to ensure that you have a great day and one that is without injury. So you talked about things like, you know, those blisters or inflammation. Those are maybe more of the uh, more common types of uh, issues that we might run across. But sometimes things maybe get a little bit more intense. Maybe that hike up was a little bit more uh, intensive on the heart. What should you be aware of if you're starting to feel something that could be the sign of something more serious happening on your walk? Well, I, I mean, I would say if, if you're starting to have chest pain or, or symptoms of, of heart, you know, to, to stop right away and rest. And, you know, if you can have a partner that can get help, you know, get help. Um, if you have an aspirin to take an aspirin with, you know, take an aspirin while you're waiting. Um, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of older hikers and, and a lot of us have health issues. So, you know, bring your medicines and be aware of your issues um, if, if you do go hiking. Um, you know, not to, to know your limits, I think, is important. Mm-hmm. And then we know this coming weekend, we've got some warm temperatures again. We're getting up into the 90s. And while you might feel like you're pretty strong, it's important to stay hydrated and really to uh, keep from overheating. So what are some of the signs that, well, maybe you've overdone it. You're maybe a little dehydrated, maybe suffering from a little bit of heat issues. Um, yeah, I mean, paying attention to, you know, making sure you're drinking enough water. They say you know, about a, a liter every two hours when you're hiking, that's, you know, plus or minus, you know, I mean, symptoms of, of heat exhaustion, you know, things like um, headache or um, extreme fatigue and, and just, you know, again, being aware of that, being sure to stop, I mean, you know, before things get worse and you get into bigger trouble. Well, hopefully some of those precautions will allow you to have such a great day out in the Pacific Northwest. Let's say somebody's had a wonderful day. They've come home, maybe pushed it a little bit. Now the next day or even two days after, they're starting to feel 
Maybe they overdid it then. So what are the, some of the things that they can do to maybe alleviate some of the soreness that they might have? or And, and then maybe know when an injury or something is lingering so long that they might need some medical attention. Um, well, it's, you know, be natural. I think if, if you're out on a hike, especially if you haven't been hiking a lot and, and, and you sort of overdo it to have some soreness, I think, you know, you'd expect, you know, a couple of days of, of maybe soreness, make sure you rest, get lots of fluids and good nutrition. You know, I think if things are not getting better in a couple of days or, or, you know, not, not progressing to give your doctor a call and, and, you know, get it checked out, or certainly things are getting worse. We know things there at Holy Family Catholic Clinic starting to grow and your uh, clients are, are coming from all over the area to see you there. Is this type of injury, maybe just those common kinds of injuries, things feeling so good, a twisted ankle on a rigorous hike, is that something there that the doctors at Holy Family Clinic are ready to help their patients? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and and having hiked myself, I, I can add some personal personal experience to it too. I, I went out and, and I overdid it and, and tweaked my knee. So it's, it's I mean, we're we're ready and ready, willing to see anybody with any sort of injury like that. Oh well, fantastic. Dr. Mayotte, I appreciate your time today and really wonderful work that you're all doing there at Holy Family Catholic Clinic. I appreciate your time today and maybe we'll we'll see you out on the trail. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Brenda. God bless you. God bless you, too. And again, that is Dr. Mark Mayotte. He's an internal medical doctor at Holy Family Catholic Clinic. Now, if you want to find out more information, perhaps on how you can become one of the clients there at Holy Family, I will be sure to add a link that'll get you right to their website. You can read all about the wonderful services they provide there and services that are faithful to the teachings of the Catholic Church. You will find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 723 at Mater Day Radio, first day of September, weekend tomorrow. Uh, maybe going to do a little garage cleaning for the weekend. How about that? Long Labor Day weekend. Have some time to do that. Maybe you have an old car in that garage you'd like to get rid of or an old truck, boat, motorcycle, RV. You know, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program, a real quick and easy process. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation, take you to the main page, just a couple of forms to quickly fill out. You're good to go, and it is a likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Mater Day Radio's Vehicle Donation Program. All the information on our website at materdayradio.com or find it on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. Somewhere deep inside each one of us is a burning desire to finally become the person God created us to be. Amidst our brokenness, disease, and spiritual wounds, Jesus is responding today with transformative love and restoration. Join Dr. Bob Schutz, Bart Schutz, Sister Miriam James Heidland, and the John Paul II Healing Center for Healing the Whole Person and Day of Equipping, hosted by the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon from November 30th through December 2nd at Our Lady of Levang in Happy Valley. Through three days of teaching, worship, prayer, and testimony, you will encounter God in a powerful way, experiencing deeper freedom as the Father speaks to you in the depths of your heart. Learn more about in-person, Spanish, or virtual attendance options by visiting the John Paul II Healing Center online at jpiihealingcenter.org. That's jpiihealingcenter.org. A great way to support Mater Dei Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And it is 727 at Mater Dei Radio. Uh, Dahlia damage could total in the billions. We'll have the details in the news. And the Catholic community in Salem comes together to pray and support each other after the devastating fire at St. Joseph's. Now the Archdiocese of Portland asking all of us to pray and help. I'll have that story for you and an update in the fire. Here is Marie Miller, two to one. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It hasn't been so long since we were like a diamond sky, constant we were strong, sparkling and bright, the storm came
Miller and two to one. It is 7:30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this hour, after large fire damage to Salem Church early Thursday morning, authorities with the Salem Police Department arrested the man they allege had started the blaze. Billy Sweeten, 48 years old, faces three arson charges after investigators say they found suspicious circumstances for the fire that began in a dumpster at St. Joseph's Catholic Church. Around 2.30 a.m., fire crews arrived at the scene yesterday and found that tall flames from the dumpster fire had spread to the roof of the building. They said they upgraded the scene to a four alarm fire within an hour. According to Salem police, no injuries were reported, though firefighters had to evacuate a priest living in a building adjacent to the church. More than 300 people gathered for Mass with Archbishop Sample in the rain. In his homily, the Archbishop expressed his joy at seeing the outpouring of support from the community. He reminded the crowd huddling under umbrellas and tents that the fire may have burned the building, but the church is her people, and we are intact and thriving, he said. A St. Joseph Fire Relief Fund has been set up for donations and can be accessed on the Archdiocese of Portland webpage. I just went to the webpage this morning, and it's on the front page. If you go to ArchDPDX and then just scroll down a little bit, just right there on the corner, you're going to see Wildfire or uh, Fire Fund. Right. And then it'll get you right to a page where you can make a donation for that. So incredible. Yeah. From what I read, uh, Archbishop Sample immediately upon hearing what happened, got in his car, canceled his day, went down. At noontime, they offered mass, and I believe he'll be there again over the weekend to to be with the people also. Again, uh, Archdiocese's website is archpdx.org, archdpdx.org, archdpdx.org. You can find the relief fund there. Well, Adalia remains a tropical storm as it moves into the Atlantic after bringing heavy rain and wind to northwestern Florida, southern Georgia, and the Carolinas. Nearly 95,000 homes and businesses across several counties reported power outages this morning, and many still do not have running water. To complicate matters, waist-high flood water could be dangerous for days to come. President Joe Biden said that he will travel to Florida tomorrow to see the damage firsthand and pledged long-term support to hard-hit communities. Preliminary estimates suggest the storm caused billions of dollars in damage, but the full scope of the damage will become more clear in the next two weeks with the release of official estimates of insured losses. Pope Francis made history Friday morning when he became the first pope to travel 
to Mongolia, the world's most sparsely populated sovereign country. The papal plane touched down in the Mongolian capital of Ulaanbaatar at 9.52 a.m. local time on September 1st. As Pope Francis descended the stairs of the plane at Genghis Khan International Airport, he was welcomed by the Asian country's foreign minister and a young woman who offered the Pope a cup of traditional Mongolian dried curd. During the nearly 10-hour flight, the papal plane passed over more than 10 countries, including Bosnia-Herzegovina, Turkey, Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan, and China. The Pope sent a message to the leaders of each of these countries, including Chinese President Xi Jinping. Pope Francis told the Chinese leader that he was praying for the well-being of the nation of China and asked for the divine blessings of unity and peace. Well, a man awaiting trial for aggravated murder, attempted aggravated murder, and other serious charges escaped custody after he was transferred to the Multnomah County Jail the Oregon State Hospital on Wednesday night, according to Oregon State Police, Christopher Lee Prey stole a Dodge Caravan minivan while in leg shackles and other restraints and then eluded law enforcement during a southbound chase on Interstate 5. OSP says uh, he's extremely dangerous and should not be approached by anyone who sees him. Prey has ties to and was last seen uh, driving south on I-5 in a white 2016 Dodge Caravan with yellow Oregon license plates. According to state police, he was wearing a white T-shirt, maroon sweatpants, and black rubber slippers. Prey is six foot, 170 pounds, and brown hair, brown eyes. If anyone sees him or the vehicle that he stole, they should contact Oregon State Police. Call 911. The U.S. is seeing a late summer spike in. COVID cases, David, mm-hmm. just when we thought we wouldn't be talking about this yeah. anymore, prompting some schools, hospitals, and businesses to encourage and even require people to start masking up. The most recent Center for Disease Control and Prevention data from earlier this month shows nationwide COVID hospitalizations increased by almost 20% in a single week, deaths increased by 21%. CDC Director Mandy Cohen said Tuesday that recently up to 10,000 people a week have been hospitalized with COVID, but she added that's far fewer than the 40,000 such hospitalizations a week the U.S. had at its highest point last August. Public health officials have their eye on two new variants, the Omicron variant EG5, nicknamed Eris, has become dominant in the U.S., while BA 2.86 is starting to spread also. Early reports show Eris may be more transmissible than other variants, though it doesn't appear to cause more severe disease. And the CDC warned last week that BA 2 may be more capable of causing infection in people who have previously had COVID virus or vaccines, though they don't believe it's causing a more severe illness either. All of that has driven some institutions around the country to reinstate mask mandates 
Morris Brown College announced last week it would restrict gatherings and implement a mask mandate. Hollywood studio Lionsgate briefly required employees to wear masks on two floors of its building. And healthcare company Kaiser Permanente reinstated a mask mandate at its Santa Rosa, California facility. Yeah, I was reading, I think it was earlier this week, that they hope to have the new vaccines out by mid-September. It's okay. September. I was I was thinking it's August, but yeah, the, mid this month. So we'll see if they get out there and uh, get an opportunity to get a vaccine again. Uh, in sports, well, it's a big Pac-12 football weekend for the local schools as they open play in the final year of the Pac-12 conference as we know it. So on noon Saturday, noon tomorrow, Oregon hosts Portland State on the Pac-12 network. Should be a good one in Seattle. Washington takes on Boise State at 1230. That's on ABC. Washington State travels to Colorado State for a 4 p.m. contest on CBS Sportsnet tomorrow. Oregon State plays a rare college football Sunday game at San Jose State. That kicks off at 1230 and televised on CBS. Last night, the 14th-ranked Utah Utes beat the Florida Gators 24-11, and Arizona State down Southern Utah 24-21. And, Brenda, this in this morning reported by ESPN that Cal and Stanford, along with SMU, will be joining the ACC now. So that's been speculated for a while. That leaves only Oregon State and Washington State, the lone Pac-12 schools next year don't you mean pack two pack two school <laughs> yes 2024 okay. the pack two uh i yeah. think that the writing is on the wall on this I one all we're waiting to hear is where are they gonna go yep that's exactly right News of crying statues is often met with great skepticism as typically these images are not shedding real tears but only perspiration from a complex chemical reaction. However, one such instance of a crying statue was investigated and proven to be miraculous. In 1953, Angelo and Antonia Lanuso were given a special plaster image of the Virgin Mary for their wedding. They hung it above their bed and it remained there for several months. One day, Antonia experienced great pain, including epileptic seizure and cramping. She was even struck blind. She prayed fervently and was cured of her ailments on August 29th. After she was able to see, she noticed that the image of the Virgin Mary was weeping and it remained weeping until September 1st. According to Michael O'Neill, an investigation into the tears was begun and the doctors took up a sample of the liquid that flowed from the eyes and microscopic analysis verified they were human tears. Mm. News of the healing spread throughout Europe and came to the site in hopes of healing. Even St. John Paul II narrated in his homily at the Basilica Sanctuary, Madonna del Lacrime, the Our Lady of Tears, that even he made a pilgrimage and said the news of the Syracuse event spread widely and many pilgrims came here. Cardinal Stefan also came here on pilgrimage in 1957. After his release, I myself, then a young bishop, he goes on to say, arrived here during the council and I was able to celebrate Holy Mass on the day of the commemoration of all the faithful dead. Construction of a current shrine began in 1988 and was dedicated by 
Pope St. John Paul II in 1994. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This evening at 7 o'clock is First Friday Devotions at Holy Rosary Church here in Portland. All are invited for confession starting at 7 o'clock p.m. and a Dominican Rite Low Mass with devotions to the Sacred Heart starting at 7.30. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just go to our community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, Terry Ross, you know him as the host of Glory of the Mass right here on Mater Day Radio. Well, he joins us right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors. Financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Hello, this is Father Matt Libra. Please join me as we pray for unity in our church, our community, and our country. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Holy Trinity, unite us as one. Bring unity to our diversity so that in one body and in one spirit we may love one another and glorify you. We ask this in your holy name. Amen. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com or call our prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand that together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 7.44 at Mater Day Radio. Well, after a rainy day yesterday, partly sunny skies projected for today. High of 81 degrees. It's going to be a nice day. Partly cloudy overnight tonight. Low of 61. Then a 20% chance of showers for Saturday, but a little warmer yet. High of 82. Sunday, 50% chance of rain. High of 72. Labor Day, 40% chance of rain. High of 71. Currently, it is 60 degrees at St. Matthew's Catholic Church in Hillsboro. And 63 degrees at St. Jude Church in Eugene. As we head into this long Labor Day weekend, you might be making plans as to what you're going to do with the day off. 
but we still want to do our regular routines like go to Mass and spend a little time preparing for Mass. Joining me today is Terry Ross. He is host of The Glory of the Mass. And one beautiful way that you can set your mind to the beauty of the Mass is to listen to beautiful sacred music that Terry provides us every week on his show. Terry's joining me today to talk about this week's special Mass dedicated to Antonin Dvorak. Good morning, Terry. Thanks so much for joining me. You're very welcome. Uh, it, this also, the feast that we're celebrating on the 3rd of September is the Feast of St. Gregory the Great, uh, who is known for giving his name to Gregorian chant, although he didn't invent Gregorian chant. It came later, but he did invent a lot of things for the church liturgy. He was a great uh, liturgical pioneer. So, St. Gregory the Great. Uh, but you're right. Uh, it's all Dvorak this time. And that's very unusual for me because it's usually uh, Renaissance composers. And here Dvorak is a 19th century Czech composer. But I thought he had some beautiful music, uh, including a beautiful mass in D major and a bunch of other stuff. So I thought, let's have an all Dvorak program. Well, that's perfect. You found lots that you can provide in this week's episode. And I love to have all of these featured on this one artist. So you said he was a 19th century composer, different than the other composer you typically have on the glory of the mass, which are Renaissance period. This you said is romantic period. This is what, the romance, the yeah, romantic period, the romantic. 19th century. What What is it about that music that they decided that this is a romance? You have to understand that it didn't follow directly from the Renaissance. The Renaissance uh, produced uh, Baroque music and then classical music, two different, completely different styles. Classical is a little bit closer to what we're doing in the, in the Romance stuff, except with freer use of harmonies and structure uh, to be more emotionally immediate. I guess that's no other way to say that. Um, Beethoven is a romantic composer. Mozart is a classical composer, just to give you an idea. Okay. I mean, now when you compare those two, just in my own mind, I can kind of see how those two yeah, differ Bach, a little bit before, in its style. Before Mozart, Bach was a Baroque composer. And before uh, Bach, uh, Palestrina was a Renaissance composer. Their music changes from uh, style to style. Terry Ross is the host of The Glory of the Mass, joining me today to give us a little bit of a preview of this week's episode. So Dvorak was a 19th century composer. Now, we, you've taught me, Terry, over the years that we've been talking that composers were hired, contracted by the church to be their music ministers, so to speak, like we would have today's church. But they would be writers and they had schools of writing and they would write incredible music and name their masses. By the time we get to these 20th century composers, are they still being contracted by churches to write for them a mass? In some cases, yes. Uh, it's much less frequent than it used to be because uh, composers now have a second thing they can do to make a living besides running a church choir. Uh, and that is teaching at a university. Mm. And almost all composers now are university teachers as well as composers, uh, and they don't have to have a job in a church, uh, and most of them don't. That's really interesting. Now, we have picked out a piece that we are going to preview today, and of course, 
it's always a wonderful time to preview an Ave Maria. And we've talked about this also before. There are many renditions of the Ave Maria. Remind us a little bit about this particular song and its real special place in the hearts of so many composers. Well, the Ave Maria obviously is a very important text for Catholics. Um, it's everywhere in in the Catholic liturgy, um, including in the Rosary, of course. Um, and every Renaissance composer and a lot of classical composers and Baroque composers, also, they all wrote a version or two or three or four of the Ave Maria. Palestrina wrote, I think, four different versions of the Ave Maria. Um, Dvorak, I think, just wrote one, and we're going to hear a little bit of that, though, now. Uh, he, Unlike those earlier composers, uh, Dvorak used the organ as an accompanying instrument. Okay, well, listening to this preview, this is Antonin Dvorak's Ave Maria. incredible version of that song i love it yeah but you're right that organ does have a very prominent sound in that song yes and in the mass too uh and all the all the other pieces that i've got on here by dvorak there's two pieces in english uh that are uh done by the royal scottish national orchestra go go figure go figure yeah the lord is my shepherd and oh sing unto the lord Oh, so beautiful. Now, remind me again now, the, the kind of the big differences between, uh, I guess, the the important key elements of this style of music, this r- romance period that we're listening to. What were some, again, of those those features that is important to listen to and pick out during this, uh, during this episode? That's hard to say exactly, but I would say that some of the pieces of the roman- romantic period have a much more f- uh, forward and direct approach to the emotions. I love it. Uh, and less a reliance on the form of the music and more on the, the sound of it evoking emotion in the listener. Well, listening to that Ave Maria, I definitely immediately had an emotional response to that. It was yeah, absolutely course. beautiful. Yeah. Well, Terry, thank you so much for joining us today. I look forward to this full episode, an entire episode devoted to music by Antonin Dvorak. And I always look forward to our time together. Thanks so much for being with us this morning. You're very welcome. And again, that is Terry Ross. His show is The Glory of the Mass. Be sure to check it out this weekend. You can listen to the podcast directly from our webpage at materdayradio.com. And there you'll be able to see the full playlist for episode 209. You will also have access to that episode on the Hail Mary media app.
And it is 7.53 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, you know what I got in the mail yesterday? What'd you get? I got my fall share letter I in did the too. mail. It's beautiful. So if you're on our mailing list, you probably either got it yesterday or maybe today. Theme of the fall share be changed. It's focusing on the Holy Eucharist. It's going to be a wonderful share coming up the week of October 9th through the 13th. Write it down on your calendar. going to be a wonderful week and opportunity to support Mater Day Radio. You can do so now, too. Help with our matching fund. We've got information on our website. It's right there on the front page. It says 2023 Fall share Click on that, and it'll give you all of the information. Again, that's on the website, materdayradio.com, or on the Hail Mary media app. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, We invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. After the thrill of Christmas and Easter, the church marks the beginning of ordinary time. This is called the green season in our house, for the priest wears the green cassock during Mass. As Catholic moms, we need to remember to embrace the joys that come in the ordinary moments, for our lives are full of small moments that can only be appreciated in the light of small growth. For example, it might be potty training a two-year-old teaching a young child to read, or working with an older child on putting their clothes away nicely. In our house, we try to highlight these small growths after family prayer. How do you highlight success in your families? Do you take time out to see growth in your family, especially when it comes to virtue and spiritual growth? As moms, we have an important role in encouraging growth in everyone in our family. For in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 11, it states, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, as indeed you do. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help us to use different liturgical seasons to grow in our faith. Amen. May we be a light to the world by enjoying the ordinary moments of life as a parent. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Summertime is a great time to drive the open road. Unless your old, reliable wheels just aren't up to the task anymore. You know who could use that old car? Mater Dei Radio. You can donate most vehicles, cars, trucks, vans, RVs, and boats to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program with the proceeds supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. And in return, getting yourself a likely tax deduction. More information on our vehicle donation program at MaterDayRadio.com. Some are morning people. (sighs) Others are not. (laughs) Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, the engines will be humming at PIR this weekend. The Indy cars are in town. We'll have the story in the news. And they have been on the endangered species list for decades. Now the Oregon Zoo worked to save... Pacific Northwest native species. I'll have their story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey guys, I'm Alina with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Today's saint is a real Snow White story. Well, kind of. Her beauty did drive a queen to lock her in a chest. Who does that? St. Beatrice de Silva Meneses was born in Portugal in 1424 to a noble family. She had an opportunity to serve Princess Isabel of Portugal as a lady-in-waiting, which seemed to go well for a while. The two became friends, and she continued on even when the princess married and became queen of Castile and Leon. Unfortunately, a suitor whom Beatrice had rejected told lies to Queen Isabel, saying that Beatrice's beauty was so glorious that the king might be tempted by her. Despite their long friendship, Isabel imprisoned Beatrice in a tiny cell and some say even locked her in a chest for days on end. Hashtag best friends, or not. Eventually, a relative found out and they opened the chest to find Beatrice as lovely and healthy as ever. While imprisoned, Beatrice had a vision of Mary, who told her to leave and start an order in her name. Beatrice obeyed and escaped to Toledo, Spain, where she lived for 37 years with Dominican nuns. In 1484, when Beatrice was 60 years old, the Queen of Spain granted Beatrice and a handful of women a palace, which she converted into a monastery she named in honor of Mary, the Monastery of Santa Fe. Phew, what a journey St. Beatrice had. It's amazing how God can work through the sinful mistakes we humans make. Even though Beatrice had a sour experience with an old jealous friend, God still brought good out of that unfortunate encounter. In the same way, when life gives us lemons, God can use those lemons to make some pretty holy lemonade. Or to make more sense, God can make even the deepest, most confusing wounds serve a purpose for his glory and for our good. In my own life, I've seen how sometimes the most difficult situations offer me a chance to lean not on my own understanding or strength, but to open up to a new level of trust in Jesus. No, it's really, really not easy. I fail so often at accepting the challenge, but sometimes, some glorious times, I actually embrace the difficulty and learn something new about our good God. Whatever challenge you're facing today, maybe the betrayal of a friend or family member, a rough day at work or with the kids, or some choices that are just tearing you apart to make, accept the extended hand of God. Trust is definitely not something we humans do easily. But we can be full of surprises. Keep God on his toes, if that's even possible, and surprise him by taking a good swig of that holy lemonade he's mixing up for you. St. Beatrice, ora pro nobis. 
Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Matre Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at matradayradio.com. It's 801. After a large fire damaged a Catholic church early Thursday morning, authorities with the Salem Police Department arrested the man they allege had started the blaze. Billy James Sweeten, 48 years old, faces three arson charges after investigators say they found suspicious circumstances for the fire that began in a dumpster at St. Joseph's Catholic Church. Around 2.30 a.m. Thursday morning, fire crews arrived at the scene and found that tall flames from the dumpster fire had spread to the roof of the building. They said they upgraded the scene to a four-alarm fire within an hour. According to Salem police, no injuries were reported, though firefighters had to evacuate priests living in the building adjacent to the church. More than 300 people gathered in a parking lot for mass yesterday at noon with Archbishop Sample in the rain. In his homily, the Archbishop expressed his joy at seeing the outpouring of support from the community. He reminded the crowd huddling under umbrellas and tents that the fire may have burned the building, but the church church is her people and we are intact and thriving. A St. Joseph Fire Relief Fund has been set up for donations and can be accessed on the Archdiocese of Portland webpage. I'll also include a link that'll get you right to that page on the podcast yeah. of today's show also. Again, that's archdpdx.org is the uh, website if you want to check out the Archdiocese website. It's right on the front page there. I was looking at it this morning. Well, the average long-term U.S. mortgage rate took a bit of a dip after climbing for five consecutive weeks, leading to more than a 20-year high. The average rate is now the lowest it's been in two weeks, but remains above 7%. Mortgage buyer Freddie Mac said Thursday that the average rate on a 30-year home loan fell to 7.18%. That's down from 7.23% last week. A year ago, the average rate hovered uh, below 6%. Mortgage rates climbed for much of August, along with the 10-year Treasury yield, which is used by lenders to price rates on mortgages and other loans. The average rate on a 30-year mortgage remains more than double what it was two years ago when it was just under 3%. Those ultra-low rates spurred a wave of home sales and refinancing. Home sales now are down 22% compared to last year at this time. Pope Francis this week confirmed the appointment of a priest of the Eparchy of Phoenix as the bishop of a Byzantine Catholic Eparchy serving several Midwestern U.S. states, the Vatican announced on Thursday. The Holy See Press Office said that Father Robert Mark Pipta has been appointed as bishop of the Eparchy of Parma based outside of Cleveland. The Byzantine Catholic Church, formerly titled the Ruthenian Greek Catholic Church, is known in canon law as an Ecclesia Particularis, or a particular church, one that is in full communion with the Holy See, but retains distinct liturgical rites and customs of that Uh, from that of the Latin Church. An eparchy is the Byzantine Catholic equivalent of a diocese. The Parma eparchy encompasses most of Ohio, as well as Indiana, Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Missouri, Iowa, 
Kansas, Nebraska, North Dakota, and South Dakota. You think about Archbishop Sample and the number of miles he yeah. puts on his car. I think this bishop's going to be on the road quite yeah, a bit. No doubt. Well, as overdose deaths continue to climb across the country, a new study by the CDC shows counterfeit pill use is a major factor in those deaths. Overdose deaths with evidence of counterfeit pill use became more than twice as common between the second half of 2019 and the end of 2021. The CDC found that illicitly manufactured fentanyl was involved in nearly all overdose deaths with evidence of counterfeit pill use, including more than two out of five deaths that were exclusively caused by it. Methamphetamine was detected in about a quarter of deaths where counterfeit pills were involved. About three-quarters of the counterfeit pills involved in drug overdose deaths were meant to look like oxycodone. To help avoid overdoses, experts say that people should only use pharmaceutical pills that are prescribed to them and received directly from a pharmacy or other health care providers. Hundreds of a northern leopard frogs, froglets, and tadpoles reared at the Oregon Zoo are harping back into the wild this month thanks to a collaborative effort to save one of the last remaining northwest populations of this endangered species. The reefs included 259 tadpoles and 156 froglets, which hatched from eggs collected by the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife earlier this year. The tiny frogs spent the spring and summer growing in a protected area at the zoo before being released into the Columbia National Wildlife Refuge earlier this month. Once abundant throughout North America, northern leopard frogs are rapidly disappearing from their native ranges in Washington, Oregon, and western Canada. In Washington, where the zoo-reared froglets were released, the species have been listed as endangered since 1999, and only one known population remains. Biologists attribute the frog's decline to a combination of threats, including habitat loss, disease, predation by bullfrogs, pollution, and climate change. By head-starting them, the zoo and its conservation partners are hoping to replenish the northern leopard frog populations in our region. All right. So... I I like these little frogs. I like little frogs. They're cute, not bullfrogs. Nope, no thank you. Yeah, you know, we used to have I used to find them growing up, we'd call them little tree frogs. Right. But those things could make a loud noise for the little guys. Oh, yeah. surely. They yeah. got to find themselves a mate. And there's something about a, a summer evening and spring yeah. evening you'll hear them. Yeah. Like you'll hear one and then a couple more call back and then yeah. before you know it, they're just they're having a good old time. That's it. <laughs> in sports, University of Portland women's soccer team earned their first home win of the year and their second shutout victory in a one to nil win over UC Davis last night on the bluff. The win improves Portland's record to 2-1 and one overall. The Pilots play at Oregon State on Sunday afternoon. Pilot men in action tonight on the bluff. They're hosting UC Santa Barbara. That gets underway at 7 o'clock on Merlot Field. Well, Portland International Raceway, going to be a busy place this weekend as the Indy cars are back in town for the Bitnell Grand Prix of Portland. The event begins today with a practice session followed by qualifying on Saturday. Race is on Sunday. It will be broadcast live nationally on NBC. It is the next to last contest in the 2023 season and will have major implications as points leader Alex Pillow tries to hold off Scott Dixon 
in the race for the season title. Ever been to the IndyCar races? I have not, but you know what? On a clear day, you can hear them yeah. for a long way off. It's a lot of fun. Is I've been it? there a number of times. Yeah, it's uh, Yeah, I have a son in my house who I'm pretty <laughs> sure is going to try to be getting tickets now. A track for live horse racing in suburban Seattle turned prehistoric over the weekend as more than 200 people ran down the track in Auburn cloaked in inflatable Tyrannosaurus Rex (laughs) dinosaur costumes. The 2023 T-Rex World Championships at Emerald Downs, an event that started as a uh, company's team-building activity, ended in a photo finish on Sunday with three competitors hitting the finish line together. There were contests for kids 14 and under and also races for everyone else. The winner of each heat qualified for the T-Rex World Championship. Ocean Kim took top honors in the 100-yard dash after officials agreed Kim of Kailua, Hawaii, hit the finish wire just ahead of the pack. Now, the actual T-Rex roamed the planet between 65 and 67 million years ago. A study published two years ago in the journal Science estimated that T-Rex generation consisted of around 20,000 individuals. So listen to this, David. Yeah. There were about, so 20,000 individuals in a generation. There were 125,000 generations in the 2.5 million years they existed. Mm. That means there were over 2.5 billion T-Rexes in existence. Wow, that's a lot. Well, they lived a long time. 2.5 million years. Yeah. I mean. That's a long time. Not individually, yeah. but yeah, I, generationally. I they have those little arms, though. They do. Yes. So they don't, you know, those T-Rexes, yeah. they couldn't they, get they a get good those strike. Going. It's, all, it's all leg all strength in the on legs. the race. That's it. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. is the Catholic Medical Association Portland Guild Mass and a meeting. It will be at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. Monsignor Gerard O'Connor will celebrate Mass at 7.30, followed by viewing a talk by Father Robert Spitzer entitled, The Evidence for God from Science. And you can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Hey, we're going to head up to the bluff. You know, fall term is underway at the University of Portland. We'll go nice. there. Yeah, right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Brother Louis-Marie de Montfort. Please join me in the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. 
I offer them for all the intentions of your sacred heart, the salvation of souls, and in reparation for sins committed against the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate hearts of Mary. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. Mater Dei Radio congratulates the Grotto on 100 years of peace, prayer, and natural beauty. Experience the centennial celebration for the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto. This historic year kicks off with an outdoor mass in the plaza at noon on Sunday, September 17th with Servite Prior Provincial Eugene Smith as celebrant. Exceptional events will fill the centennial, including uplifting concerts, insightful presentations, liturgical remembrances, new exhibits, and the largest Christmas festival of lights ever. Keep up with everything happening throughout this incredible year on the community calendar at MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app, or visit thegrotto.org. It's been 100 years in the making. Celebrate a century of peace, prayer, and natural beauty at the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto, with Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 8.14 here at Mater Day Radio. Warmer weather returns today. These morning clouds will clear into the afternoon and afternoon sunshine going to push temperatures to the low 80s today. Oregon Department of Environmental Quality issued an air quality advisory for Multnomah and Clark Counties, which is in effect until midday today. That smoke associated with Camp Creek Fire near Mount Hood going to cause some air quality issues. Now, overnight, we're going to drop to 61 degrees. Then Saturday, about a 20% chance of rain. And in the evening, a slight chance of thunderstorm. High is going to be 82. Sunday, 50% chance of rain. And Labor Day holiday, 40% chance of rain. All right, 61 degrees at St. Edward's Church in Kaiser. And it is 59 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground. Well, after a restful summer, students are back at the University of Portland as they embark on another school year. Fall term is underway, and amongst the excitement of it all is a one-time student himself on the bluff. I'm talking about the UP's Director of Public Affairs, Dan Christofferson, who joins us this morning. Dan, once a pilot, always a pilot, correct? Oh, that is so true, and thanks for having me on, and this is just the best time of the year, and it does take me back. I mean, it, and now it's quite a ways back, but it makes <laughs> me think about when I was a new pilot on campus and trying to navigate my way around the beautiful bluff, and uh, and and can you, I, I can't believe this, I'll say this, Yeah, we just welcomed the class of 2027. Wow. I mean, is that weird or what? 2027. I know. That's Where'd amazing. Where'd the time go, David? No Where'd kidding. Where'd the time go? Oh, I'll tell you what, Dan. I think about that every day when, when, <laughs> when you say that. So were you in a dorm at UAP? Yes, I was in a dorm 
we have a dorm called Villa Maria. Yeah, it oh was yeah. It a women's dorm for all the for many many years, and then the, actually I was one of the first men who was able to go into that dorm when we when we switched things around in the eighties. So yeah, I was one of the very first you know uh, members of the Villa the Villa Gorillas. I right. guess they call yeah, them over the years. <laughs> don't they have the big gorilla they put out during yes. the, the the first week there? Yeah, and it's funny because we had we had our traditional move-in day last Thursday where the new students and their families were moving in with all their suitcases and everything. And the, they have a big blow-up gorilla there, and, and we had several uh, local TV stations come out just to talk to students about starting the new year. And all of them got that shot in there. How could you miss it? It's this huge, you know, 50-foot, you know, gorilla out in front of that dorm. So that's the dorm I, I lived in. Yeah, uh, that that's awesome. And I think then... Just it's been a few years now, though. But I believe next to the villa there, then they built Corrado Hall, which is a That's newer right. dorm. Yes, Corrado Hall is there, and and you know we have uh, quite a few dorms uh, in action, but Corrado's one of them for sure. How did move-in day go? It was great. You know what? I, I um I've been back on campus in this role for a few years, and. It just, you know, I mean, the summer is nice because we do a lot of prep work uh, here on the staff getting ready for these students. It's all about the students. And but when we see them back and you just see their faces and, and I got a chance to get around campus and talk with with parents and families. And we did a video like asking for parent advice, you know, and right. so you get your traditional like study hard and meet new people and try new things. And then you had a dad saying, you know, wear your wear your shirts more than once so you don't have to do too much laundry. So really good, sound, solid <laughs> there advice. There you go. But but just seeing the students, um, it just you know, I mean they're they're doing this for their futures. You know, they're they're you know they're making an investment in their futures and they're going to school and, and you can tell they're happy to be back in their community with their friends, where they belong. You know, a sense of belonging and definitely uh, with their professors. So it's just. It's just heartening for everybody in the community to see to see students going back to school. Oh, absolutely. Now, I'm trying to think, too, uh, U of P President Dr. Robert Kelly. It, was this his second welcoming fall, or is this first? Yeah. I know because he's pretty new. Yeah, yeah. He um, became our first lay president back in uh, July of 22, so last summer. So, yes, he had last year as his first. He has a president's welcome. And then he did that again for the second time uh, last week, talking about, you know, t- telling students to, you know, to get ready to start this great adventure and that we're all here for them. And it's going to be a, a great experience. So he's here for year number two. Uh, it's interesting because over the summer uh, we have a president's house. And, of course, we've had priests in the president's role for 100 plus years. Right. This is the first family. So we have our first family that moved into the president's house. So. So Dr. Kelly and his wife and two children are living here on campus right there in the heart of it all. And so he's really, he's here, and he's he's among us, and it's great. Mm, that is wonderful. Dan Christofferson, he is the Director of Public Affairs for the University of Portland. They're off and running on a fall term. Move-in day was last week, and so they're, they're in full speed ahead right now. Hey, I saw this. Thank you for the news release. This is pretty cool. UAP's inclusion in the Princeton Review—that is awesome. Yeah, it is. It's the first time for us. So we've, you know, we um, we were rated the number one uh, university in the Western Region by U.S. News and World Report. Uh, so that was a big feather in our cap last year, and then the Princeton Review uh, put us in their top 389 universities. So you know, it's just 
you know, I mean, we know what, what it's like here on campus and what we do, but it's nice to be recognized around the country. And we want to get the word out, not only to this local community of students and prospective students, but also students around the, around the world, because we are a very diverse campus. We bring students in from all states and around the country and then around the globe, too. So um, it can only help. And, and we're really happy to have that, uh, that honor. Yeah, I'm looking on the uh, University of Portland website, and one of the numbers, you have some facts and figures there, and one of the numbers that jumps out to me is the student-to-faculty ratio, 11 mm-hmm. to 1. That is mm-hmm. that is very impressive, and you talk about an opportunity to good education. Yeah, it is, and I've heard a few students say that as they've come back, um, telling the new students and talking to them about how your professors are going to know you and, and they're going to know you by name. And I, I've heard a few people say that, that it's, it's great to know your professors. They know, you know, and some professors have told me, um, you know, obviously they know their students, but they also can tell when they're struggling. So like with, even without a word, they can look across and say, okay, that student needs a little more time. And so they can pick up on those cues because they're in a small classroom setting together. 11 to one is, is pretty, uh, is, is pretty incredible. So you and I both being sports guys, we can't go without talking a little pilot athletics and both soccer teams looking at a very exciting season this year. Yeah, the men soccer team was picked to win the West Coast Conference. Of course, they made the final eight in the entire nation last year. Right. Um, they're, they're hosting Santa Barbara tonight. If you want to make it over, we're going to avoid the raindrops, right? That's and right. Utah Valley on Labor Day. They're, so they're at home. And then, and then the women also coming off a playoff run. Um, just won their first home game last night against UC Davis. So there's a lot of excitement about the soccer team. Would love to see people come out. It's, it's As you know, it's a wonderful atmosphere. Well, and I've always said this, too, about going to sports and athletics at University of Portland. There's parking there. It's easy, accessible. It's affordable. And the soccer stadium, the college soccer stadium, one of the best in the country, really. Yeah, it is. A, it's an idyllic campus, an idyllic setting. And just go to portlandpilots.com. You can check the schedules, and we'd love to see you out here, all, all our local community. And don't forget, David, too, and I don't know if you're going to be able to make it over, but the Rip City Remix is coming to campus. That's right. In yeah. November. That's so right. The Blazers' brand-new G League team is going to be playing their home games here at the Child Center at University of Portland. So, yes, yes, by all means, our fall sports teams are ready for you to come visit, but also we're going to have the Remix, uh, the Blazers' minor league uh you know, future future players right here on campus. So it's an exciting time. Yeah. There's a lot of buzz going on. No doubt about it. Dan Christofferson, Director of Public Affairs at the University of Portland, as they get started with another school year. Dan, always great to talk with you. Thanks for joining us this morning, and have a great school year. All right, yeah, and go class of 27. Nice. <laughs> It is 823 here at Mater Day Radio. David, do you think you're going to catch one of those G League t- uh, games? Yeah, I'd love to go up and watch that. Absolutely. Yeah. Child Center, again, t- uh, talking about University of Portland athletic venues, Child Center, great place to watch basketball. There's not a bad seat in oh, the place. there's not. No, it's great. Oh, great. Well, if you want to listen to that interview again, please head over to Mater Day Radio right there on the front page. 
You're going to see all of our locally produced shows. The Morning Blend team is on there and all of our interviews broken out into individual uh, podcasts as well. I'll also put some information that you can get right to University of Portland and see uh, the some of the goings on there. You're also going to access on the Hail Mary Media app all of our podcasts. You'll also be able to access a great library of our traditional Catholic prayers so wonderful to have. You'll also be able to see our community calendar. Lots of things going on this weekend. So one place, it's like one-stop Catholic right. shopping. You can find out at on the Hail Mary Media app. Again, details at materdayradio.com. Support for Materday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, Life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. What's your next mission from God? You do have one, we all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. It is 826 at Mater Day Radio, and we'll talk about the impact of Hurricane Adalia. That's in the news. And the Catholic community in Salem comes together to pray and support each other after the devastating fire at St. Joseph's. Now the Archdiocese of Portland asking all of us to come together and pray and support. I'll have an update on that story for you coming up in news. Here is Unspoken with Just Give Me Jesus. We are David and Brenda on the morning blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I work so hard trying to open every door. Search near and far, turning over every stone. I close my eyes, still I find no rest, no rest for a restless heart. All I've been chasing, putting my faith in, let it fade, let it break into pieces. Just give me Jesus, Jesus. Just give me Yes. 
Unspoken and Just Give Me Jesus. It is 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. More than 300 people gathered in a parking lot for Mass with Archbishop Alexander Sample in the rain at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Salem. In his homily, the Archbishop expressed his joy at seeing the outpouring of support from the community. He reminded the crowd huddling under umbrellas and tents that the fire that burned St. Joseph's may have burned the building, but the church is her people and we are intact and thriving, he said. A St. Joseph fire relief fund has been set up for donations and can be accessed on the Archdiocese of Portland webpage. Now, after that fire that damaged the church early Thursday morning, Salem Police Department made an arrest of the man they allege started the blaze. Billy James Sweeten, 48 years old, faces three arson charges after investigators say they found suspicious circumstances for the fire that began in a dumpster at St. Joseph's Catholic Church. Around 2.30 a.m. on Thursday morning, fire crews arrived at the scene and found that Tall flames from the dumpster fire had spread to the roof of the building. They said they upgraded the scene to a four-alarm fire within an hour. And according to Salem Police, no injuries were reported. Mm. I Go online. There's yeah. a lot more information today. I believe I went to the Statesman Journal. They have a lot of pictures uh, during and in the aftermath. And you can see over the sanctuary, over the altar, the roof is completely burned. Miraculously, there is a cloth covering the tabernacle. Yeah. It doesn't look like it was burned 
at all. So there's a lot of things to be thankful for this morning. Absolutely. Well, Adalia remains a tropical storm as it moves into the Atlantic after bringing heavy rain and wind to northwestern Florida, southern Georgia, and the Carolinas. Nearly 95,000 homes and businesses across several counties reported power outages today, and many still do not have running water. To complicate matters, waist-high flood water could be dangerous for days to come. President Joe Biden said that he will travel to Florida tomorrow to see the damage firsthand and pledged long-term support to hard-hit communities. Preliminary estimates suggest the storm caused billions of dollars in damage, but the full scope of the damage will become more clear in the next two weeks with the release of official estimates of insured losses. Pope Francis made history Friday morning when he became the first pope to travel to Mongolia, the world's most sparsely populated sovereign country. The papal plane touched down in the Mongolian capital of Ulaanbaatar at 9.52 a.m. local time. As Pope Francis descended the stairs of the plane at Genghis Khan International Airport, he was welcomed by the Asian country's foreign minister and a young woman who offered the Pope a cup of traditional Mongolian dried curd. During the nearly 10-hour flight, the papal plane passed over more than 10 countries, including Bosnia-Herzegovina, Montenegro, Turkey, Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan, and China. The Pope sent a message to the leaders of each of these countries, including Chinese President Xi Jinping. Pope Francis told the Chinese leader that he was praying for the well-being of the nation of China and asked for the divine blessings of unity and peace. How long was the Pope in Mongolia for? Do you recall? Uh, it's a short trip. Yeah. I think it's just through the weekend, four days. Okay. So, uh, And they're about uh, 15 hours ahead of where we are local oh. time. So it's, uh, what's hap- it's already well into the evening. Sure. Well, a man awaiting trial for attempted aggravated murder and other serious charges escaped custody after he was transferred from the Multnomah County Jail to the Oregon State Hospital on Wednesday night, according to Oregon State Police. Christopher Lee Prey stole a minivan while in leg shackles and other restraints and then eluded law enforcement during a southbound chase on Interstate 5. OSP says Prey is extremely dangerous and should not be approached by anyone who sees him. Prey has ties to the Portland metro area and was last seen driving south on I-5 in a white 2016 Dodge Caravan with a yellow Oregon license plate, according to state police. He was wearing a white T-shirt, maroon sweatpants, and black rubber slippers. Prey is 6 foot, 170 pounds, with brown hair and brown eyes. If anyone sees Prey or the vehicle he stole, OSP says they should call 911. The U.S. is seeing a late summer spike in COVID cases, prompting some schools, hospitals, and businesses to encourage and even require in some cases people to start masking up again. The most recent Center for Disease Control and Prevention data from earlier this month shows nationwide COVID hospitalizations increased by nearly 20% in a single week and deaths by more than 21%. CDC Director Manny Cohen said Tuesday that recently up to 10,000 people a week have been hospitalized with COVID, but she added that's far fewer than the 40,000 such hospitalizations a week the U.S. had at its highest point last August. 
Public health officials have their eye on two new variants, the Omicron variant EG.5, nicknamed Eris, has become dominant in the U.S., while BA.2.86 is starting to spread also. Early reports show Eris may be more transmissible than other variants, though it doesn't appear to cause more severe disease. And the CDC warned last week that the BA.2 may be more capable of causing infection in people who have previously had the COVID virus or vaccine. Morris Brown College, a historically black college in Atlanta, announced last week that it would restrict gatherings and implement a mask mandate for two weeks due to reports of positive cases among students. Hollywood studio Lionsgate briefly required employees to wear a mask on a couple of floors of its office building. And healthcare company Kaiser Permanente reinstated a mask mandate at its Santa Rosa, California facility after an uptick in patients testing positive yeah i definitely have seen more people wearing masks again just being have out and about in, in, in the stores and yeah. things more masks and i you know i know someone who sews masks oh really yeah who you <laughs> you know what's funny i just moved around some furniture over the weekend last and i i opened up the drawer to put some things in there full of masks yeah. that i had sewn that we had just kind of okay. kept at the front door just in case we needed them i uh, might be glad i didn't yeah, throw I those away gonna say you may be happy you held on to those in sports, it is a big Pac-12 football weekend for the local schools as they open play in the final year. This is sad. Final year of the Pac-12 conference. We uh, probably, as we know, I'd more on that in just a minute. But at noon on Saturday, Oregon hosts Portland State on the Pac-12 network. Should be a good one in Seattle as Washington State takes on Boise State. 12:30. That's on ABC. Washington State travels to Colorado State for a 4 p.m. contest on CBS Sportsnet. Then Oregon State plays a rare college football Sunday game at San Jose State. That kicks off at 12.30 and televised on CBS. I think they're playing that Sunday game because the NFL starts next weekend, and they play their Sunday game, certainly. So getting a college football game on Sunday. Uh, last night, the 14th-ranked Utah Utes beat the Florida Gators 24-11. to and Oregon State downed Utah State, or excuse me, or Arizona State down Southern Utah, 24 to 21. So this out this morning, ESPN reporting that Cal and Stanford and SMU will be joining the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conf- Conference, which is kind of strange since it's all That's the way. That's kind of far away. Yes, it is kind of far away, and uh, it just, you know. There's a lot of questions about that, but that's apparently what they're doing. That leaves Oregon State and Washington State the lone Pac-12 schools next year. As you mentioned, next year it'll be the Pac-2, the, the Pac-2. which oh. I don't know if that's going to happen. Probably not, but uh, sad to say, folks, that uh, this probably looks like it's it for the Pac-12 this End season. of an era. End of a long time era, all the way going back to the pac Eight. News of crying statues is often met with skepticism as typically these images are not shedding real tears, but only perspiration from a complex chemical reaction. However, one such instance of a crying statue was investigated and proven to be miraculous. In 1953, Angelo and Antonina Lestat 
Lanuso were given a special plaster image of the Virgin Mary for their wedding. They hung it above their bed and it remained there for several months. One day, Antonia experienced a great pain, including a seizure and cramping. She was even struck blind. She prayed fervently and was cured of her ailments on August 29th. After she was able to see, she noticed that the image of the Virgin Mary was weeping, and it remained weeping until September 1st. According to Michael O'Neill, an investigation into the tears was begun, and the doctors took up a sample of the liquid that flowed from the eyes. Microscopic analysis verified they were human tears. News of the healing spread throughout Europe and came to the site in hopes of healing. Even St. John Paul II made pilgrimage to the site and offered mass. Construction of the current shrine there began in 1988 and dedicated by Pope St. John Paul II in 1994. I always find those stories just fascinating. It really is. And I don't completely understand it. David, myself, I I took the trip to uh, Medjugorje last year. I I can't explain it, but there was a statue of the Passion of Christ, and it was hot that day. It did not rain for a very long time, and there was water coming out of the wound of his knee. It's something. It's something that, that just cannot be explained. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Saturday evening at 5.30 p.m., it's movie night at St. Stephen's Parish here in Portland. St. Stephen Parish will host a potluck dinner at 5.30 p.m., followed by viewing of the film For Greater Glory, which tells the story of heroic people living in Mexico during the Cristero War of 1920. This film is rated R for violence, so please take that into consideration. And you can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, here we are heading into the Labor Day weekend. As we said to open the show, it's kind of like the unofficial end of summer when, That's you, right. when you think about it, not technically, but unofficially. But we're going to talk Labor Day and kind of a neat way to look at it. That's right. And a Catholic ways and what the way we should be looking at the way we labor. All right. That's coming up after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Catholic Community Services of Lane County is selling tickets to its annual Great Hour of Caring fundraising event this fall. At 8 a.m. on September 21st, hundreds of CCS supporters will gather for a delicious hour-long breakfast at venue 252. Hardworking leaders and inspiring clients will update guests on the essential charitable services CCS provided this past year, celebrate its seven decades serving the Lane County community, and share exciting news about the organization's future. The Great Hour of Caring is CCS's largest fundraiser of the year, and seating will be limited. Buy your ticket online today to become a part of the caring. Visit ccslc.org slash ghc2023 
To reserve your seat and support a crucial nonprofit in the Eugene Springfield area. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Learn more by calling 541 345 3628. That's 541 345 3628. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. Hi everyone, this is David from Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. And it is 8.45 at Mater Day Radio. Well, we have some morning clouds out there. Again, that air quality alert is in effect until noon today in Clark and Multnomah counties, getting some of that smoke from the wildfire that was burning near the Bull Run Reservoirs. That should hopefully clear off later this afternoon with more sunshine, high of 81 degrees. Partly cloudy tonight, low of 61, and then just a slight chance of a shower on Saturday. A little warmer, high of 82. Looks like Sunday and Monday, Labor Day, about a 50% percent chance of rain there just highs in the low 70s so not going to be super warm this labor day weekend other than tomorrow should be a little warmer all right currently 62 degrees at the saint vincent de paul center in vancouver and 63 degrees at central catholic high school in portland heading up to san francisco for the labor day weekend show I got my hush puppies on I guess I never was meant for glitter rock and roll And honey, I didn't know That I'd be missing you so Come Monday, it'll be alright Come Monday, I'll be holding you tight David, you know all the words I love that that song from uh, Jimmy Buffett I love the idea that he's wearing hush puppies. Is it? <laughs> Which is what, slippers? Yeah, I think there's nice little slippers, nice little <laughs> hush puppies that he's got on there. As he ha- had, is heading to San Francisco for the uh, Labor Day weekend show. And he's okay. got his hush puppies and on. And he's got his hush puppies That's on. That's right. That's so. a good way to travel. That is. Very comfortable. And hopefully somebody drove him. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> we are heading into the holiday week. And in fact, Mater Day Radio will have the day off. So we'll have a highlight hour for you of the morning blend on Monday because it's a time to be with family. It This is a holiday specifically for workers. Yeah. That is what this holiday is about. So hopefully and prayerfully, you'll be able to have that day off to spend with your family. So Alatea.org, it's such a wonderful online resource. They have so many great articles that they are constantly putting up. Now, this one is a little bit older, but Mm -hmm. they talk about the Catholic ways to celebrate Labor Day. Okay. And I thought this was, they're very uh, specific and, and easy things that, any of us can do to keep the spirit of what Labor Day is meant to be kind of at the forefront of our mind. I like that. 
So for us here at Mater Day Radio, of course, our entire work day is about ministry, but that's not always the case for the vast majority of people. Sure. I mean, you might work for a parish or the, even the pastoral center or some other kind of ministry, but many people just are Catholics working in, in the world. Mm-hmm. So in order to recognize Labor Day, and this is a thing that you can do once, and it doesn't matter you know, if you're a public servant, federal, uh, private company, they say to consecrate your desk or oh, your workspace. Interesting. To yeah. work, they say, is to participate in the ordering of God's creation. And that means work should be a prayer. Yeah. I I, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. So you can train your mind to remember God whenever you are at your desk. You can even keep maybe a small holy card next to something so that way, you know, you're not, you know, gonna be pressing yourself onto other people, but people right. also know that you're a person of faith. Sure. So remember to do that, to keep that space. The other thing they say, now they 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 use this term interestingly. They say renounce slavery. Mm-hmm. But what they are saying is do not use your work or be tied to your desk in a way that is uh, blocking out everything else. Yeah. The workaholic. Sure. That is not who we were meant to be. In fact, Pope John Paul II had once said, work was made for man, not man for work. Mm. Meaning that uh, we weren't created to work, right? Work is important and that is part of our lives, but that is not who we are. So remember to take that kind of recognize that's what it is. Uh, Here's a great one. Uh, Work to be seen. Now, here's what they say. It says we're supposed to witness to the world what a Christian life looks like. And mostly that means a Christian work life. Right. So no matter what you do throughout your work day, we should always be a Christian who works. Yeah. Not a Christian on the weekend and during the week. Boy, (laughs) I'm going to make sure the deals get done in my favor. Right. You're always a Christian. Yeah. I, you know, and I would add to that too, because you, you know, we're like, we have a wonderful staff here at Mater Day Radio. So we are blessed that way. But that is to try to maintain that joyful presence no matter where you're at. Exactly. One, a great example I can think of is we have that uh, quarterly service that comes and sprays around our house. They're like an organic pest control. Right. So that way we don't have the run in with spiders and mm-hmm. ants. We, we know what that's like. Sure. One gentleman came over to do that quarterly and he just kind of checked in to see if we needed anything. And he spent so much time with us talking about some areas, uh, the way that ants built. I mean, like yeah. he loved his work. He appreciated his work. And he just joyfully yeah. just shared with us about what he learned and what he knows exactly. about how ants raise colonies and what we can do, not just kill them, but why it's important that ants yeah. even exist in the first place. Yeah, so no matter what you do in life as a job, vocation, whatever it is, you always have that choice to be joyful, mm, no matter what. For sure. This one I love. Shop, let me re- scroll here. Yeah. Shop 
with other workers in mind. Pope Benedict XVI put it this way, every economic decision has a moral consequence. Wonderful. Right? When we shop, we should do unto our fellow workers as we would have them do unto me. Mm -hmm. Meaning that where is this coming from? Is this a fair trade? Are workers being abused in order for me to get the services that I want at the cheapest possible price? Yeah, exactly. That's why I love, and we're again blessed in this area, to go to farmer's markets because you get a chance to talk with people who basically are there, this is their livelihood, but they're there joyfully with their whatever they're making, they're growing, and it's just always a joy to talk to folks at at farmer's markets. I love it. I love it. Uh, This one, uh, next tip they give us, it took me by surprise, but David, I think I'm going to encourage our family to pull this one. Switch your Amazon account to no weekends. Ah. If we are taking a day off or if we are meant to have Sundays as a day of rest, yeah. other workers should too. Sure. Don't make them work on Saturday so you can get your stuff, your your overnight delivery right, or right. second day delivery. Can it wait for a regular hour delivery Monday through Friday? There you go. Yeah. I was like, Wow, that's one way to appreciate others' time. Never thought about that. Yeah, and then lastly it says, work smart and rest smarter. Mm -hmm. Leisure, not work, is the basis of a culture. Rest is a time for human community, family, friendships, intellectual refreshment. It shouldn't be a time to escape into a Netflix binge or hide (laughs) in an alcohol haze. Neither should it be a time to work more to get ahead. And so this holiday weekend, this Labor Day weekend, they say, make it a day of rest for sure. I like it. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.56 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your Labor Day weekend forecast. Uh, sunny skies today, this afternoon, high of 81 degrees. Partly cloudy tonight, low of 61. 20% chance of showers on Saturday, 82. 72 on Sunday, 50% chance of rain. And your Labor Day forecast, 40% chance of rain, 71 degrees on Monday. Currently 63 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show, here is Tasha Layton, Love Lifting Me. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. When I think of those times I'm hurting, I see you. Cause you're there too. And every pain I feel you healing, and so you'll see my heart running free. Saying no to my down. Tasha Layton, Love Lifting Me. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. 
that's going to wrap it up for the Morning Blend on the September 1st, Friday. I really hope everyone has a wonderful, blessed Labor Day weekend. Enjoy it. And that is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend, a new episode of View from the Pew. Hey, David, did you hear that I became a grandma? I did hear that. We're going to talk about the benefits of grandparents ah, and the lives of their nice. grandchildren tonight. We hope you have a very blessed day.